TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, so I talked about a little bit of like a recap of the previous season, the previous half here, the first half, and what we expect looking forward for both these teams as we welcome back baseball, thank God. Tonight, and we both teams start their second half. So what was the one thing that, in your opinion, really held back the team from being successful in the first half? And what's going to be the one thing that determines how the second half goes? And for me, I gave you the Mets. Top of the uh, the rotation, for me, was the thing holding them back in the first half. And how they attack the bullpen if they attack the bullpen. Well, because the Mets are a little trickier to answer this question because the real answer is how they play in the next three weeks on whether or not they even attack uh, the trade deadline. But assuming that happens and they attempt to salvage this season, it's going to be the bullpen arms they add for me because that's the weakness of the team. And I can see the rotation rounding into form. I could see Verlander hitting his stride. I could even see Scherzer, you know, bouncing back and being better, although I would never trust them in a big spot. Kodai Sanga hopefully could, you know, continue to build on what he's done. You can get, uh, you know, uh, uh, Quintana back from injury possibly. Uh, Peterson's been okay. Like I could see the rotation rounding into shape. It's how they attack the bullpen. But for the Yankees, to me, we could talk. The offense is terrible, no doubt. But I'm going to get specific with it. There is one individual player for me that has been the main reason for especially the failures since Judge went down because before Judge went down, they were peaking. They were well in a playoff position. They were winning a bunch of series in a row. They were playing great baseball. They beat the Dodgers in L.A. They were peaking, and then the Judge injury changed the the direction of the season. And since that moment, there has been one guy for me who has been an absolute zero and has cost this team as much as anybody else, more than anybody else. And it's Anthony Rizzo. To me, Anthony Rizzo is without question the one guy who has hurt the Yankees as much as anyone in this first half. And it's despite having a great start up until May. Up until May, he's got 11 home runs. He's hitting about 300. He's the only player on the team that's hitting 300. He's having this great start to his season. And then against the Padres, Tatis... You know, bumps his neck a little bit. He misses three three or four games, whatever it was, three, four, five games. He comes back. Judge is injured, and he is an absolute nothing. And I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if his, his bulky back is bothering him as well as his neck. I don't know. All right? And I can't judge that. All I know is he plays damn near every day. He pretty much, he pretty much plays every day. He's healthy and out there. He's healthy enough to be out there, should I at least say. 
And I'm sorry, but in the moments, a team leader, someone who is you know brought back here to be one of the guys, middle of the lineup, one of the left-handed bats, a winning player that everybody loves and you know had a great year last year in the first half and most of the second half before tailing off still had 30 home runs you know he's supposed to be one of the guys and he's gone into an absolute shell he's been awful he's been awful and while you could put Stanton in the same boat totally fair Stanton's been hurt and coming back from the injury usually takes time for Stanton so he's without question in the same boat but for me I'm I expected he was gone for a lot of it so it's injury and then you you kind of expect on some level him to struggle coming back. Not this much. And again, he's right there. But for me, the, the Rizzo one, because it's more puzzling. And he's more of the heartbeat of the team. And it's it it's precisely located and timed right with the judge injury. He decided to go 0 for 30 right after the judge injury. And then be terrible since it was that precise moment. Stanton was out, came back, been bad since he's come back. You know, Josh Donaldson sucked all year. You know, LeMay, he looks like a shell of himself mostly all year. But when they needed their guys to step up in that moment, Judge's best buddy on the team, their dogs are best friends, he completely fell apart. And for me, it's the number one reason why they're here. He's been an absolute zero. I love him. I think he is a winning player. And I expect him to turn it around. I can't imagine he's going to be bad this year, this whole time. But it's got to start soon. It's got to start soon. And for me, the number one thing moving forward that's going to determine this season is we can go obvious, and it's the trade deadline and the left field they bring in and third base and Peraza. Those are all, you know, more than suitable answers and probably the answer. But I don't want to give the obvious. Rodon is the most important thing in the second half that will determine their season. How he goes, I think, will kind of judge how it goes because if he can be, you know, one of the top pitchers in baseball and be one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball and really solidify the top of that rotation and then they go out and get just an average to a slightly above average left fielder and they bring up Peraza and he plays better at third base and they attack different things and the and the offense and Judge comes back and the offense just gets it together good enough where they're not the Kansas City Royals but they're more of a an average to above average offense and they figure it out that rotation is going to be what wins them a playoff series if they're going to win a playoff series and that, that rotation can be the strength of the team, the goal along with the bullpen. I think how he performs now, one start in, he's going to start the first game, so it's gonna, you're going to get it right away. He's going to start tonight. So the second half, to me, you're going to get a good view of it tonight. As Rodon goes, hopefully the Yankees go, and hopefully it's positive. So Rizzo is my number one reason for the failures of the first half, and I'm really looking at Rodon to lead them to a much better second half. And he's the main difference between the two halves. So that's where I am. 877-337-6666. Where are you, Yankee fans? Where are you, Met fans? What's going to determine the second half of this year as we get ready to start? Because we've talked about everything else. Let's play baseball. What is this half going to look like? What are these three weeks specifically for the Mets going to look like? And what the hell are the Yankees going to do to improve left field, to improve third base? 
What is Brian Cashman going to do? Because honestly, I know what you're going to say. Brian Cashman is probably the number one reason why they failed, and Brian Cashman's going to be the number one reason why the second half fails, because we hate our team. Val in the Bronx. What's up, Val? Brother Mac, what's going on? Good morning. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yo, you know, I'm kind of with you with what you were saying. I, I was I was listening the whole time once I got out, and I was... I wasn't even going to call because the conversation was really, really interesting. But then you said something, and then you just got back to it just now because you were talking to somebody earlier, and you said, well, what's the one guy? Yeah. And for me, I'm with you with, to some extent with what you're saying, but for me, the one guy, it, as far as why not in this first half, has been Jim, uh, has been Stanton, Jim mm. Carlos Stanton. Yeah. Because for me... I think it's a fair like, answer. He's been like... It, the thing is... Like, I hear you with Rizzo, but Rizzo is more, has always been for me more of a, an icing on top. You know what I'm saying? Like, to push things along. Mm-hmm. Stanton is supposed to have that, you know, carry a team, and he has done it at times for us. He has. And not only, not only that, but the way that he's, go, he's been going about things early right now, it's like he's the one that's hitting into the double plays that's killing the rally. He's the one that's, you know, getting that, that, that pop-up that's killing the rally, like, just even push it out and, like, get a, a fly ball and get the guy home or something like that. Like, he, he wasn't even doing that. That being said, though, as far as moving forward, I actually think him and Rizzo, because, I mean, you assume the trades and everything like that. I mean, Donaldson and them were, like, low-hanging fruit from what was the reason why, um, it, as far as bad things and all that stuff like that earlier. Um, DJ, all of that. You, didn't, you expect what you're getting from them right now, and you're hoping you get something different. But as far as what could turn it around, I think it's really Stanton and Rizzo for them to kind of like do something to carry us yeah. until Judge comes back. Those are the two guys. Because I think the pitching, like even with Rodon, I hear what you're saying, but the pitching has been doing what they need to do. It's, it's, a lot of times we, we, it's, it's, it's those games where we were just putting out the two and the three runs and expecting to win games. The pitching was actually holding No, up. I understand and, that. But my point is if you if you have another ace out there, that and because I, I I agree with you that the offense that you know those two guys and Judge coming back, but the point is is I don't ex- I don't know if the offense can be really good. I think the offense can be better than the worst you know offense in baseball, which is where it currently and, sits. And but I don't, I, I don't like, know if it's going to be good enough to outscore. They're not going to win bludgeoning teams. They're going to win see, with their see, pitching. That's the thing with me. That's why I said Stanton too, because he's part of my thing for like positive moving forward in the second half because. I, I would, especially with Judge not on the roster right now, I need that guy in the lineup that's going to, like, actually intimidate the other guy's pitcher. Like, we, we don't have that power dude that's I agree with you. I think that's a – you know, I, And, I need I, and I've be said that, that before. Right and you know what, Val? And I've said that before about Stanton. Because you're right, 100%. If you told me, like, one of those, uh, one of those two guys is going to carry the team – it's going to be Stanton. I agree with you. I don't know if Rizzo is, is the player to carry the team. I guess for me, it's the timing of it. I guess for me, it's the timing of it. And what I think about Rizzo as a winning player and a leader on the team. That's I, I And because I, I, I half expected Stanton to do what he did. He was gone for a while, and I knew, and it's been the same M.O. with him. When he comes back from injury, it takes a while. Now, this has been particularly long and particularly bad. So I'm not making excuses by any means. But it was more predictable. I didn't see Rizzo just falling off after having a great first two months. I didn't see the fall off 
the second they needed him. It coincides with the injury so almost precisely that it bothers me. I think your points about Stanton are completely fair. And I and I do think he gets a, a little bit of a bad rap as like the albatross around the team's neck and it all went downhill from there the minute they traded for him because I think, like to your point, he has carried this team at times. In 2018, Judge went down and like for three weeks, the second Judge went down for three weeks, Stanton with a shoulder injury carried the team for a bit, then went into a terrible slump, but for a brief time carried the team. In 21 He's the only reason that miserable, ugly team of the two thousand that was the two thousand and twenty one Yankees made that ugly wild card game where they got embarrassed. He's the only reason. He carried them down the stretch, hitting grand slams. That grand slam against the Red Sox is arguably the best moment this team's had. And that's my favorite moment of the last handful of years. My favorite moment is that grand slam to beat the Red Sox. What a moment that was! He carried that team down the stretch. Carried them. And then he's been their best postseason player. And now this is all background noise just to tell you that it, I, I have a little bit harder time than most to just absolutely destroy him. But I can't argue with you if you say he's the main reason because you're not wrong. He's been awful. Awful. But for me, it's the drop-off of Rizzo the minute they needed him. All he had to do was continue having a season. And the Yankees would be in so much of a better position. All he had to do was just keep doing it. Even if he had dropped off a little bit. But he hasn't hit a home run since before Memorial Day. He's been an absolute zero. And you know what? Not bad defense, but defensive blunders too. And and out, you know, ranging too far to his right to get ground balls. And, I mean, geez, it doesn't matter where the ball. He could, he could field the ball three feet from the base. He's going to wait for the pitcher to get there and toss it. Can you ever take it to the base yourself, Rizzo? I just, I don't know what it is. It just bothers me because I expected more and he was giving us more. And then just at the moment, they need him. Just right down the tubes. But you're not wrong about Stanton. You're not. And you could pick Donaldson. You could pick a lot of guys. But I agree with you. I, it's tough to not say Stanton because he's been that bad. But for me, it's just, it, it's just the timing of it. It's the optics of it starting the second they need him. He goes down, and everybody needs to step up the game, and instead he just goes right down the toilet. And and Stanton's right there with him. I get it, but he was off for two months. I didn't expect him to do it. I expected the guy having the great year to continue it. Joe in the Bronx. What's up, Joe? Hey, C-Mac, great show as always. Oh, man. thank you, buddy. Love you on the overnights, man. I am Well, Where's we're it? just getting started, so let's do it. Absolutely. Dude, um... Talking about uh, by the trade deadline, uh, yes. As the Mets, with uh, we know what they need. They need uh, you know two arms in the bullpen at least, mm-hmm. and another bat. Uh, I'm Tommy Pham has been good. Yeah, he's been very uh, good. Uh, yeah, he's been very good. But I don't think have they announced anything with him? Mike? You would know. Have they announced anything with Pham's injury? He's not, is he going on the IL? Still just day to day, so we'll see what what happens with him. Uh, you know, so he's obviously had four days off. I wonder how he feels now, but uh, it would be a little bit of a, a gut punch, especially considering the time frame of this little bit of time before the trade deadline to make decisions. He's been one of their better hitters. He's he's had a great year, absolutely. And uh, the fact C-Mac, that you might want to trade him, and he he might be injured, but good. Yes, uh, C Mac. Now, what do you think with the Yankees? Now, if they make a uh, trade at the deadline, do you think it's it's for a bat? Oh, hundred percent. 100%. Absolutely. I was talking to Absolutely. Brian, and thank you for the call. I was talking to Brian Hoke 
whatever day it was, what, Monday or Tuesday, Monday, I think, um, on the podcast, the BXB Yankee podcast, me and Keith McPherson. Uh, check it out. Um, so, and he said that he's hearing rumblings that the Yankees have checked in on the pitching markets a little bit more than the hitting markets so far, but I think that's just because it's easier. And there are more guys more available. There's you know a bunch of guys in bullpen. Like There's more available players to be traded, but there is no doubt the Yankees are trading for a left fielder at the bare minimum. And I think they're probably going to look to add a, a third baseman too, someone who could play third base. Because I don't think they're going to call. I just... I, f- I find it hard that the Yankees are going to just hand second, uh, hand shortstop and third over to two rookies. That's asking a lot. As, mu- as much as we think about Peraza, I just think it's asking a lot. But I think the Yankees are absolutely going to uh, add a left fielder. What level left fielder? I don't know. Somewhere between Bellinger and Soto. Somewhere in between there, they're going to add a left fielder. Without question, they're going to add a bat. Hopefully two. But they might try and say, hey, look, even if we add the left field bat right now, and who knows what judge is going to be, unless we add a Soto or an Otani, and again, both of those are pipe dreams. We've had fun discussing them, but those are pipe dreams. So the the Yankees might say to themselves, uh, even if we add a a decent left field bat, I don't trust this offense. So let's strengthen our – make sure our pitching is as good as it can possibly be. It's easier to find relievers. It's easier to add those guys. We can upgrade on Abreu. You know, we can upgrade on – if Severino comes out, we can upgrade at the starting rotation. Like, we can upgrade at different places and make our pitching dominant as opposed to just being really, really good because I don't know if the offense, no matter what we do, is going to get to a point where we feel like we can win games offensively. You can win – you can still win being an excellent pitching team. Like you can win as a dominant. You don't have to have the best offense in the league. But again, typically when they get to the postseason, you got to score some runs, and they've been unable to do it. John in Staten Island. What's up, John? Hey, Schumacher. I've been following you since your first Saturday. Was that you outside? I knew somebody was behind me when I was pulling in here. Yeah, that's always me. <laughs> What's going on? But thank you. No, I appreciate no, I, it. No, no, but anytime. Uh, I, I agree with you with Rizzo. He's been had a problem since that Tatis thing. Yep. But I blame Boone mostly. Okay. Can't take his you know, this lineups every other person's. You know, he just throws um, numbers in a hat, picks them out. I Something tells me it. you probably love that when Billy Martin did it, though. You probably tell stories about. It. Remember when Billy Martin just put names in a hat? No, I didn't like it back then either. Okay, all right. I, 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 I At least you're consistent, John. The one thing that I got to say to you, though. You are hallucinating if you think Otani is the best player that ever lived. Uh, I'm sorry, he is. He's the best player who ever lived. Not even close. Okay, I don't know how sorry, you could, you have no argument for that. None. No argument. Correct. The man has done this. He two years. Come uh, again. On. All right. You're you're taking overall careers. I'm saying, right, not, I'm saying right. I'm saying right now player. there has been. All right. Let's 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 clear it up then. There has never been a baseball player to ever play the game who was who impacted baseball more than Otani is right now. No one's ever had a better season than Otani okay, is having right now. Come on, he's man. the most talented baseball player to ever live. I doubt it. I don't know how you can argue. Who's better? I, who's half better? The players, half the players in the league right now wouldn't make a major league roster 10 years ago. The, the, that, that's ridiculous. That's not, that's not true at all. Oh, yes, it is. No, it's not. 
I've been watching baseball a lot longer than you, and there's these past uh, not not over the t- the last ten years. You've not been watching more baseball than me. Hell yes. No, you have not. Stop. You have not. You can't watch more baseball than me. At best, you could watch as much. You can't watch more. So you watch as much baseball as me over the last ten years. Fine. Right, you're you're telling me you're telling me that players today wouldn't make rosters ten years ago. Half of them wouldn't. I I think you're at baseball. The the players are better today than they were ten years ago. They might be better athletes, but they don't know how to play this game no, at I com- all. I completely disagree with you. I, I don't know where you're getting that from. Why? Because the, the 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 analytics of the game has changed, and the desires of the game has changed, and so batting averages were higher. I mean, is that is that what you're going to go on? Is that really what you're going to hang your hat on? Because they bunted more back then, and you know, I mean, what, like really, what could you possibly say? They are as ta- have you? Let me ask you a question: Do you want to go bullpen by bullpen? From now and ten years ago, because I will—I promise you—every bullpens are so much better now than they've ever been. Good luck. I know, and part of it is because launch angle and stuff like that, no doubt. But a lot of the batting average is because you face three, four guys. You 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 hardly ever face the same pitcher twice, and everybody coming out of the bullpen throws ninety-nine miles an hour with a wipeout slider. Everyone. The bullpens of today are so vastly superior to the bullpens of 10 years ago, it's not worth discussing. The players today are every bit as good as ever. They don't play the style of game you like. That's fine. They're every bit as good. And especially, I thought you were going to go like 50 years ago or something, like 10 years ago. Like if you if you were going to argue 50 years ago when there was half the amount of teams and, you know, Maybe, but even then, I would tell you no. They were just, they were great athletes. Now, I mean, I I would tell you that players of that that age couldn't hang today. I mean, that's just I get into the same argument. The great ones would be great, but the average player would not be able to come up here and face the pitching they face now. They do not have to face three different pitchers all throwing ninety nine miles an hour. They do not. Babe Ruth, I, I say this all the time. Babe Ruth would not be able to stay on a major league roster. He would be he wouldn't even know what to do with it. He would see like honestly, take the worst pitcher on the Yankees, Bobby uh, uh, Bobby Abreu. <laughs> you could put Abreu, the worst pitcher on the Yankees, and pick him. He would throw a fastball down the middle and Babe Ruth wouldn't know what to do with it. He'd be like what the hell is that? And Otani is right now, currently. And I, I don't know how to put it. Maybe I'm not wording it exactly right. I don't know how to say it. He hasn't had the best career ever right now. Take him at doing what he's doing right now. No one's ever played baseball better than Otani at the moment. The Otani that is going to play later tonight, no one's ever played the game of baseball better than the guy who's going to show up to play baseball tonight. That's I don't know how else better to say it. Let me try it that way. There's never been a player, not Babe Ruth, not Ty Cobb, not Willie Mays, not Mickey Mantle, not Sandy Koufax, not uh, Walter Johnson. I don't, I don't care, uh, you know, whoever you want to mention. Tom Seaver, Don Mattingly, if you guys are all lovers of, of the Yankees and Mets, none of them. Pete Rose, There has never been a baseball player better at baseball 
in any one moment than Otani currently. Never in the history of the sport. This is the what we watch on a nightly basis of Shohei Otani this year is the greatest baseball player we've ever seen. And I don't know how you argue it. I really don't. I'm not trying to be a jerk and, and like knock the old players. They're great. And the great players of today would be great. Uh, the great players of then would be great now. They'd, have, they'd need some time to get used to the, the, the velocity of the pitchers. I honestly believe that because today it's a, it's a different animal. But if they were like if Babe Ruth was born in you know the year 2000 and he was 23 years old right now, he'd be a great player because he had that ability. But he would have to come up today and get used to it. You couldn't take Babe Ruth 1927, bring him here, and 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 have any pitcher in baseball throw to him. He'd be lost. But the greats are the greats. Any era, it doesn't matter. But nobody's ever played. He is the hardest pitcher to get a hit off of, and he's going to hit 60 home runs. Like, what are we talking about? There's nothing to discuss. 877-337-6666. All right. When we come back from the break, we will come back with my opinion, the greatest soundtrack song. Again, I want to be specific in here because I already got a couple tweets, and someone did send out a tweet that makes me second-guess my thought. Someone did tweet at me an option that is absolutely perfect, but it's, it, I'm still going to stick with mine. But again... This has to be a song that was made pretty much for the movie. It doesn't have to be a song that wasn't also a hit or anything or released on its own, but it, but you know it for the movie. It's from the movie. You can't. It's not like a soundtrack song. Like I said, Forrest Gump has a million great songs on the soundtrack, but those are all just period piece songs. They're taking 60s hits and put it in the movie. That's not what I'm talking about. Like the music video, if there was one, had to be like with the movie. It came out with the movie. So like for an example, Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On. That became a big hit and everything, but that was pretty much the song for Titanic. That's what I'm talking about. Someone uh, tweeted at me a, a um, what was the other one? Uh, a Comfortably Numb uh, cover by Van Morrison for The Departed. No, that, I'm imagining, I don't know if that was made for the movie or not, but like you can't just take like, you know, Into the Mystic and say, oh, Into the Mystic from whatever movie. No, no, it's got to be part of the movie. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tonight. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. UB40 with the Elvis cover of I Can't Help Falling in Love with You from the 1993 movie Sliver that everybody knows. I know. I Listen, I pick random ones. This is in the effort to explain who I am to you. As we just start our journey together, this new journey of the overnights as a family, I try to give you what I think is a little fun that I start to tell you like what I think is the best of things. I love that song. That is one of my favorite covers of all time. I remember the video from when I was a kid, that stupid movie Sliver with uh, Sharon Stone and William Baldwin, where he was like, uh, he owned the apartment building and she gets an apartment and he like tricks her into a relationship and then he stalks her. I don't know. I, didn't, I don't even remember seeing the movie, but I remember the video and I love that song. The, Trump, the horns in that song, it's, it's my favorite cover of that song. Love that song. Love you be 42. So I'm, I'm, that's, that's my favorite song like designed for a movie, even though I didn't really watch the movie. But someone tweeted at me one, a great answer, I have to admit. I got a bunch of tweets on it, on different things, uh, different options for this. But I have to admit, Kiss from a Rose by Seal is an excellent one. From Batman Forever with Val Kilmer and Nicole Kidman, that is, a, that is an excellent answer. That's another one. I remember the video. That's a great song. Back in time, Back to the Future, Power of Love from Back to the Future. Power of Love is great, too. Um, I mean, there's a lot of them. I say it's my it's the best. You know, I'm really just saying my personal favorite. But, yes, it's the best. I also, everything I do, I do for you. But I did a Brian Adams thing with the power ballad, so I didn't want to go back-to-back Brian Adams. I do love that song, too. But no, I, that UB40, every time it comes on, it just reminds me of my childhood. Love that song. I lo- I, and UB42, Red Red Wine is one of my favorite like vacation songs. Like whenever there's a, if I'm just chilling in my backyard or whatever, like the I, I, I like playing UB40, Red Red Wine, or uh, even The Way You Do the Things You Do is a great UB40 song. I like UB40, good feel. And that song is tremendous. But I have to admit, if I really thought about it, Kiss from a Rose by Seal is a tremendous answer. That was another one. I can just see the video now with him singing and then, you know, just clips of Batman and Val Kilmer and Nicole Kidman. That's a really good answer. But I'm curious what your favorite, if you have one off the top of your head. And obviously, I, you know, I can't say Hard Day's Night, you know, or Help. Can't do that. Mrs. Robinson's a, well, I mean, but. Was that for the movie? I, I mean, it was so it's it's so indelibly attached to the movie, no doubt. But was that a Simon Garfunkel song like made for the movie? I am not sure. Yeah, that's kind of like the criteria I'm giving it. But you're right, that's a, a classic song to a 
a classic movie and so associated with the movie. Where it's, Wikipedia it's, says written specifically for the graduate. Well, then, that, I mean, if you're really talking about great songs, it's up there. Then, But no, forget Paul Simon. I'm going with UB40. But that's, that is a great answer. I didn't know that was written specifically for the movie. Phil in Manhattan. What's up, Phil? Uh, good morning. Good morning, sir. And thanks for taking my call. You, you know, got regarding it. Shohei Otani, with the possible exception of uh, Babe Ruth, early in his career with the Boston Red Sox for maybe two seasons, what Shohei Otani is doing is absolutely unprecedented. And I couldn't agree with you more regarding uh, your assessment of his place in, 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 in baseball. He's already a living legend, as There's, far as I'm concerned. Uh, he is. I mean, he, he is. Until, unless someone else does it at this level. Again, I don't know if he's automatically a Hall of Famer. I've heard people already say they, they, you have to put him in the Hall of Fame. I don't know about that. But legendary, like, if it ends tomorrow by, you know, I don't know, an injury, God, you know, knock on wood, I'm not rooting for that at all. God forbid, I love watching him play. But if it, ends, if it all ends tomorrow... I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but he's a legend. We've never seen anything like this. We've yeah. never seen anything like this. He goes down as one of the marvels in baseball history. I, already, already. Now, regarding uh, movie movie soundtracks, yes. I'll give you. Let me throw out two two for you that 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 may resonate. One, uh, uh, Anton Karras uh, playing the zither uh, in the movie The Third Man. That goes throughout the entire movie, and also. Um, um, Doctor Zhivago, the entire theme for Doctor Zhivago. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, those are tremendous uh, movie soundtracks. I, my fa- I remember my father loved Doctor Zhivago. I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I'm not sure what you're referring to. I also like the theme to Sting. That kind of like um, the Sting, where it's like that piano uh, song that's kind of played at uh, on um, ice cream trucks now. That's that's a good one. Blaze of Glory by Bon Jovi for the movie Young Guns is another one. Someone just tweeted at that. Um, someone just tweeted that at me. Ducky Hines just tweeted that at me. That's a good answer, too. Blaze and Glory is a great song. Goes with a great movie. That's another childhood one. That's a good one. Danger Zone, eh. I think I, Footloose is another great one. I like Footloose. Believe it or not, I do like Footloose. I, I, I have to admit, someone tweeted at me. I'm a huge Paul McCartney guy. Live and Let Die is not my favorite. It's a great song, and he does it great live, and he brings all the pyrotechnics with him, and it's fun. But I, I, I would not put Live and Let Die on this list. And I love Paul McCartney, but, you know, I don't know. Live and Let Die is a good song, but would not be my answer. I do, you know, he's Paul, so he does nothing. He can do no wrong. See, look, I'm getting a million tweets about this. It's amazing. So every, I should have done <laughs> Should have been doing this all week. What's wrong with me? Eddie was just sitting in here rattling off a list yeah, of like I know. 10, people, 15. People he had love, ready to go. People love lists. I know. But, um, yeah, I, th- I, I thought it would be a fun way to kind of like get to know each other a little bit or, or you to get to know me by telling you my favorites of things. So my I just love that UB40 song. I just think the, the way, the, the especially at the end, the horn, Love it. Uh, I can listen to it all day. I, and plus, it also, I heard it recently. That might, it might be my favorite because I heard it on the way in yesterday. Like, that might be why I decided to make it my favorite. But I do love the song.
Uh, Stu in Brooklyn. What's up, Stu Pot? What's up, C-Mac? What's up, buddy? Uh, how are you? How about, how about the beginning chord of a hard day's night? Yeah, I I um I, I can't do Hard Day's Night. I mean, it's a it's a Beatles song. I understand it's for the movie Hard Day's Night, but I just I can't. It's it's too on the nose. I, I mean, I love it and Help too as well. Or oh, help. Or, uh, help. or I mean, Magical Mystery Tour, which was kind of a movie, I suppose. Well, or, that was a TV movie. Yeah, but and uh, I like Magical Magical Mystery Tour because you know I just like the beat. I mean, I love Magical that, Mystery. I love I love Paul's voice in the Magical Mystery Tour. Right. But I like, I like anything that has to do with their way of their lyrics and the way they had the beat and the way they, uh, let's just say this much. I uh, started listening to the Beatles on December 31st of 1963 when I was uh, a little bit over 10 years old. Okay, yeah. And I was listening on a little portable radio with my mother. And I said to my mother at the time when I was 10, this is not a fad, F-A-D. And here we are, 50, almost 60 years later. Yeah, they proved you so right. It's still there. And you want to know what? There's nothing, and I mean nothing, that I don't like. I keep on learning more and more about the Beatles and what they accomplished and how they accomplished it. And people, people that they loved, that they listened to. The Beatles? The, yeah, the Beatles. Yeah, their influences, yeah. Their, their influences and was was American rock and roll. I mean, that's right, that was their American main influences. You know, uh, Little Richard. You know those guys. Yeah. Well, let's get to baseball. Yeah, I think Sean Casey <clears throat> will provide a different out uh, a point of view. Yes, his point of view, and hopefully they can wake up and start hitting. Because hopefully, disapp- yeah, hopefully, yes. But my biggest disappointment, I would have to agree with. Uh, you as well as Stanton, Rizzo as well as Stanton, because yeah. they have not gotten it together. Yeah, they no, those not. two guys in the middle of the lineup have been killing it. They've just actually been killing them. There's no question about it. Those two guys, and and for me, it's I, I guess I'm I, I'm putting a lot of weight on the idea that there was a clear cut moment. Judge runs into that wall, and it verberated through the entire organization. He hurts. He's out. We need you. Our captain, our best player, our heart is out. To quote Evan and Clint Capella, what are you going to do about it? And Rizzo was having a great year, and he fell apart. And it, fair or unfair, that's what's forefront in my mind about it. That's what's forefront in my mind about it. He was having a great year, and then the moment came where they needed him. And he fell apart. I still think he can rebound. I expect him to rebound. I'm not trying to tell you Rizzo's a bad player, and I'm you know I'll, I'll hate him and I'll hate him forever. Like I'm just disappointed in him because I expected more, and he was giving us so much. He was having a great year. He was hitting 300, he had 11 home runs in the first two months. He was on his way to really having an impactful big time season. And the second the his his buddy and the captain went down, he just crawled into a hole and decided to be the worst baseball player he's been his whole career. And it just, it, that's what gets me. Dominic in North Carolina. What's up, Dom? Yeah, Chris, how you doing? Good, how are you, buddy? I want to say, say first, I've really enjoyed listening to you. You are a worthy successor to oh, the tradition of WFAN. Well, thank you. Very, that's very kind of you. And believe me, I, under, well, I understand I, there I, is a tradition, so I hope to, I hope to uh, add to it. I, I definitely do. 
now that I said something nice, okay. I got to say, yes, you are clearly a whippersnapper, young man, <laughs> in that you think I mean, these, these song choices you're coming up with and your contention that Otani's better than Ruth, clearly you are in the throes of recency bias, man. Yeah, well, maybe with Otani, <laughs> but no, um, Ota- no, I mean, come on. He's better than Babe Ruth. How is he not better than – when has Babe Ruth ever been more impactful let, than Otani is right now? Let's do the songs first, okay? Okay, let's do number the songs one, first. The number one song ever written for the movies is White Christmas. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Christmas song. It's not, no. it's not a debate. No, it is a debate. White Christmas. It, just, it gets lost White in a million other Christmas songs. songs. Ah, stop Come it. On, man. Stop and it. Moon River number two. Number, Moon River number two. You, I'm sorry. You're not looking at things over the eons. No, you, no you're looking at your Secondly, childhood favorites. Secondly, Ruth. Yes. Seven pennants. Four World Series champions. I can give you more. Yogi Otani, Berra has Otani's more than that. One, Yogi Berra has more than that. Does it mean he's better than Babe Ruth? It doesn't mean he's better, but what I'm saying is Otani has never done anything in a meaningful moment. The that has nothing to do with it. That, that's not is. the discussion. The discussion is the best. He's, the, he's, he's doing things no one else has ever done. He's the best well, baseball. He's doing more at, at playing the game of baseball than anyone else. There's two aspects of baseball. There's hitting, there's pitching, and he's doing both at an elite level, and no one's ever come close. He's the, There's a third the, that you omitted, young man, and that is clutch performance. No, no, stop. And you can't say, yeah, oh, yeah, come stop. on. That's what it's all about. That's why. He's ha- that's he hasn't why. had opportunities that's to be clutch. Between, right, so I guess. That's so the I guess, difference between the Yankees of today and the no, Yankees that's, of yesterday. Okay, so Scott Brocious is, so let me. Who, right, who's better? Who's better? De- who's better, Derek Jeter or Ted Williams? That's a good question. That's a very good question, isn't it? Because Ted Williams, I guess, wasn't clutch because he never won a damn thing. Never won a damn thing. So what? He hit 400. So what? So what? He's one of the greatest hitters who ever lived. What do you ever win? All this love for... All this love for Ted Williams' Teddy Ball game. Wrote a book on hitting. <laughs> Give me Luis Soho. You ever see the dribbler up the middle that scored two runs against the Mets to win the win the game six of the World Series? Give me Luis Soho. Ted Williams. All this nonsense. You guys are nuts. You guys are absolutely nuts. I mean, I don't know what you're so upset about. I, I'm not, you know, uh, uh, I'm just selling the the current player of Shohei Otani is the best version of a baseball player we've ever seen. That's it. It's it's almost indisputable. If he was, if I if I made the argument for Barry Bonds, if if before Shohei Otani uh, showed up and I told you Barry Bonds was the best baseball player who ever lived, right? You can you could call up and make an argument and go one, but even if you forget the steroid argument. Oh, I don't know about that, Barry. Uh, you know, Babe Ruth hit more home runs than teams, and and this, and you can have an argument. You can have an argument. What's your argument when he's one of the top five pitchers in baseball and one of the top three hitters in baseball? He's doing both sides of the b- ball 
at an elite level. We've never seen it before. This is Patrick Mahomes leading the league in sacks. It's something we've never seen. The current show the current baseball player that is Shohei Otani is the best at baseball we've ever seen. He's Steve Nebraska. He's a fictional character. What are we talking about? I'm not offending your childhood. I'm not trying to bring down your hero. I'm telling you facts. No one's done this before. Cut the nonsense. He's not my favorite. I didn't grow up loving him. But it's just sometimes when things stare you right in the face, you can't ignore it because you grew up watching Willie Mays in the Home Run Derby show with Mickey Mantle. Clutch. He's never had an opportunity. He hasn't played a game in the playoffs. You think it's his fault the Angels suck? You think it's Ted Williams' fault they never made it they made it to one World Series? You think it's Dan Marino's fault he played in one Super Bowl? Obviously, that plays a role in it on some level. But baseball's about 162. There's a regular season. It used to be about the regular season. That's how Ted Williams can be beloved in Boston because we weren't so focused on just what they do in the postseason. Otani's the greatest player to ever live. Sorry. Sorry that offends your, you know, your, your your, your thoughts of your heroes or, you know, somehow I'm trying to, you know, Take down your childhood. It's just a fact. Their athletes are bigger and stronger than ever. So yeah, so call me up before. This is the best baseball ever being. This is these are the best baseball players in in general who ever lived. They're playing the sport differently. They respect different things. They might not choke up and hit the ball the other way just to move a runner over every single at bat. And there's there's different things. There's different aspects. The greats are greats, but overall, you know, light-hitting second baseman didn't hit the ball 400 feet the other way in 1960. They do now. The guys coming out of the bullpen didn't throw 99 miles an hour. They do now. Athletes get bigger, stronger, faster as the years go by. Hello, and right now, Shohei Otani is the greatest baseball player to ever live because he's doing things we've never seen. We don't realize how impactful, how crazy good he is. So please stop calling up and telling me about, you know, how many World Series Babe Ruth's won. You sound, uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. 877-337-6666. Continue to take your phone calls. One more hour. One last hour on our five-hour ride to the warm-up show. McMonagle here with you. Continue to take your phone calls. You can keep giving me songs if you'd like. I know you'd like to. Eddie walked back in to give me another one. Oh, here he comes. You got another one? <laughs> Anything else? Got another one or no? No, that's it? Okay. People have given good uh, good choices. There's, there's obviously a lot of good ones. But that happens to be my favorite. 
And Otani happens to be the best baseball player ever lived. Go and yell at me if you want. You're going to lose. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.